Podcast is me, Adam Hunter. We're doing a live Vegas uh, edition. Uh, we didn't go to LA. I'm going to Vegas to do shows all week, and the UFC moved away from me. Uh, but it's going to be a great, great show. I got Mike Pyle in the house. Hello. Mike Quicksand Pyle. I think should be a UFC Hall of Famer. Um, just one of the best fighters ever. That's uh, a far stretch. As well as Serena Dehe Jesus. De, de Jesus? De Jesus. De Jesus. Close. Yeah, I never Close. know if it's the Jesus or the Jesus. But I, I like it. But Serena, it's the Southpaw, uh, right? What's Southpaw it? Outlaw. Southpaw Outlaw. I like it. As well as Chris Jonesy Jones, uh, my man who's opening for me all week. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, marijuana in California is legal. So why have to leave your house to get it? Okay, you get Chinese food delivered. You get uh, pizza delivered. Get marijuana delivered. Because you go outside, Woo. you go to a dispensary. They all these bud tenders like, hey, try this, try that. Then you get in your car, you get pulled over. Now you got a DUI, okay? You're looking at, tw- at, at $20,000 and they set you up. I see these cops. They, they wait for you to leave a dispensary to uh, give you DUIs. Fuck that. Get it delivered to you. Go to speedweed.com. Go to at speedweed.com, at speedweed. Check them out. Um, mention roasted. You get $10 off, $100 or more. Also, people, Santa Cruz Medicinals, okay? It's got potent CBD-infused coconut oil, olive oil, MCT oil, vape pens, and more. This stuff is amazing. It helps you with stress, helps you with pain relief. It's gluten-free. It's vegan. It's paleo and sugar-free. It's lab-tested. Go to scmedicinals.com. scmedicinals.com. Okay, mention MMA Roasted. You get $5 off. They got vape pens. I mean, they got everything. They got they got CBD-infused clay mask, okay, for women and for men. If you want to look better and your skin look better, use this stuff, okay? They also have a vape pen, all right? They got a great vape pen. These guys, they work really hard to give you the best possible product, and I'm telling you, all right? CBD, it, it, it increases your recovery process. It can increase your appetite. Check it out. SCMedicinals.com. You will not regret it. So... It's going to be a great podcast today. I'm feeling it. Um, I'm in Vegas. So as we all know with the John Jones thing, so it's not new news, but I got to get my man Mike and, and Serena, since you guys are pro well, fighters, your opinion on... Well, first, do you know where I can get any weed? Yes. Uh, I know where you can get some weed. Okay. Um, and I will have... Same here. And I, I Honestly? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I've been uh, using it for my recovery. It's been great. After the show, is I this have. Why you guys agreed to do the podcast? So Probably just to get some free weed from Adam. Yeah, Probably. I don't know the, uh, I, I don't know where I could get it though. Uh, I got yeah. you covered, Mike. <laughs> now, uh, so a lot of people have different uh, theories on what happened. Okay, some people think that. So obviously, John Jones tested for positive for a, a micro. A picogram, a picogram, whatever of, that is, of whatever it is, and That's then Spanish for tiny, and they, uh-huh. they moved the whole <laughs> thing over to California. Um, I think they could have done it differently. Personally, I think they should have kept it in Vegas and just had one of those secret fights, like you know how like WWE <laughs> used to have, or like a contender fight, <laughs> or how Risen's doing that little promotion thing with Floyd Mayweather. It couldn't be secret <laughs> with all the social media nowadays. 
Yeah. They, right. But to have like a special people could have came like a hundred people and like, like how they do the uh, contender. Yeah. And then they ha- could have had it like in California and then they could have beamed it in even like hologram style or, or like actually. Okay. And then that was one way. Some futuristic shit. I love it. Or on like a cruise ship, mm-hmm. have a special John Joe's Gus cruise. Okay. Have, All right. I mean, hey. those are, I'm following you. Those are ideas. Uh, but, um, what do you think would happen, Mike? What's your opinion on the whole thing? Well, well obviously the, Aren't they? Weren't they going there so they could get away with the commission or something? I'm not. I'm not. I'm totally not on board. I mean, I'm not up to date with what actually. So basically, the hell is they going said on? That, like that, he would have been that because it's the holidays and and because it's Christmas that he wouldn't have been able to fight in Vegas. Uh, but California, they're more um, aware of what's going on because that's where Jones. What do you mean before. wouldn't be able to fight in Vegas because of the holidays? They wouldn't have cleared him. The the uh, Nevada State Commission uh, wouldn't have cleared him in be, Nevada uh, for that micro dose. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. The, Okay. But other people are saying that look, how do you pass a, ten tests in a row? Well, how do you pass a sudden, USADA and then a, and then a state and then the commission has yeah. The, has but, but according over. to I talked to Forrest <clears throat> Griffin, he said that basically though that this stuff stays in your um, body forever or for a long time hmm. and because he was losing weight the closer you get to your weight the let the more fat you burn and then all of a sudden the closer you are to your fighting weight then it shows up because of that it just sounds like jones <laughs> just got caught again and he just wrong doctors I well mean, how, the right doctors almost had him get away with it i mean i mean you've been in the gym for a big part of your life how rampant is steroid use in the gym well, I mean, as you could tell, Serena's on on the dope. Totally, yes, uh, all day, huge. every day. <laughs> uh, she's raging. Karen Did you ever know the shit. guys were like were the guys you like? Yeah, train with? you know, there was always guys in there that you obviously they're on something, but you know. Now, could you feel the difference before they were on something and after? Well, I, I don't know if I went like through peaks of their up and down on their cycles and things. It's just people coming through the gym. Me training somewhere else, with you know things like that, and it wasn't like I knew what if yeah. they were on cycle or not cycle or what. Uh, can know, they crap. can they allow? Uh, can they put a cap on the amount of traces of this chemical that is that they can kind of give a pass? Now well, I know this, guy, this well, guy's got a history. Weird, so that's Anna, the weird thing about this because. Frank Mir released a lengthy uh, statement about him um, failing for almost the same amount, and USADA said they couldn't test back like more than like a few months or something. Now we have Bones Jones popping for like was it almost two years since his last fight? Now yeah. he's having that system thing. So either USADA just failed both Frank Mir and Tom Lawler because Tom Lawler had picograms of osteo, which I have never fucking heard of in my life. And he got the he got the band hammer for two years, and then the UFC released him right before suspension mm-hmm. was up. Yeah. So either USADA has really screwed these guys over and failed to let them know, or they're giving Bones a free pass. Either way, someone's in the wrong, and there needs to be a fix to the situation. Yeah, I felt bad for all the people that came in from Sweden, and people got hotel rooms, yeah. and get refunds. It's taken me crazy. seven to ten business days to get a refund for my ticket, and I fucking live here. Really? I can't imagine how it's going to feel for people who flew in, because now if they fly in and they want to go to L.A., good luck finding room and board on fucking New Year's Eve weekend. If it's not like up the ass with prices, you can't find shit there. Well, the good thing is, though, uh, if they're here, they can see Adam perform. Yeah, That's right. And I'm going to be personally there on the 30th. Yes, thank you. By the way, 
way, uh, last night Forrest Griffin came to the show and I was I was busting his chops like Forrest is here. He's such a great athlete that after his fights he actually sprints back too and, and does more sprints. <laughs> he laughed. Nobody else knew what the fuck I was talking about. And then just probably laughed like this. It's <laughs> exactly no lies detected. Is that how he laughs? Yeah, one thousand percent. I yeah. knew when he found like every a, joke funny. Your cartoon character. <laughs> And then Justine Kish was there too. She's the girl who, uh, you know, I didn't know I was going to make jokes about her. She's the one who actually shit the, yeah. the octagon. She, she, oh. she crapped. Oh, you didn't make no her shit. laugh so hard she shit herself? Come on now. I tried. But I, <laughs> but I actually said to her, I go, is it cool if I talk about what happened? And she's like, sure. And then I, I, I said, um, I said, you know, I talked about what happened, how she got squeezed so hard she actually shit in the octagon. Mm-hmm. But to her, like, Credit, she actually wrote on Twitter minutes after, shit happens. Yeah, yeah she rolled with it like a yeah, champ. That you, know, was, you gotta love her for it. But she was what telling me that somebody offered her $10,000. To shit guys. on them? <laughs> 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 yeah, probably. Uh, I wouldn't put it past Because I got five on yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> somebody offered her ten grand for those panties. <laughs> but she didn't sell wow. them. Some old Japanese guy. Yeah, that oh. or CB Gold. But uh, but, <laughs> oh. but yeah, ten thousand dollars. So uh, she should have taken that. I think I know. Uh, right? She probably would have. She should have. I probably would have. Shoot. But thankfully, I haven't shit have... myself yet. If I was in that situation, yeah. I mean, money's money. I don't need to know what they're doing with it later. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you doing with that? Or why couldn't you just get another pair of panties and have your dog shit and just fucking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now like, you got to fuck with. Some other shit. You know, I'd rather fuck with my own shit. Than <laughs> fuck with some other shit. It's a good point. It's a good. They point. They may test the shit if they're investing that much money too. Yeah, probably. Like, you, you got a is, point. Uh, not human shit. You sent me. Yakuza comes and knocks on <laughs> your oh, door. <laughs> well, panty. <laughs> so funny. But I said Vegas. You know, where like prostitution. Gambling and weed illegal, but John Jones isn't. No, nope. oh uh, my god, is, dude, crazy. So I gotta talk to you about pile. Hold I, on, they were gonna try to move L.A. here because of this mishap, right? But they decided to go there instead. Hmm. Uh, to the fucking forum, no play, no less. Move L.A. here. What do you mean? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's like they're moving into like, the what? forum. It's waka like, waka. did we not? Did we already it. not see a catastrophe happen at the forum earlier this year? Anyways, but oh, Chuck yeah. Liddell and Tito, Jesus yeah, fucking now, Christ! Tito, I was that talking was to you. That was terrible. That was hard. Probably what? one of the saddest sh- things I've ever seen. Oh my god! He was at the award show. Remember, Tito was talking about getting on that card. Yeah, I remember that. Did you actually follow up with it, or did you? Nah, I didn't really. That was it. It was cocktail talk. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, I gotta talk to you, Mike, because I, I did some research about you last night. Okay, uh, you grew up in Dresden, Tennessee. I grew up in Dresden, Tennessee. That is correct. Uh, how many people were in town? That's a little small town, probably about thirty five hundred at best. Oh, and there's a couple stop signs. <laughs> <laughs> did you play any sports? I did not. No, I no played. Sports. I played one season of football my uh, freshman year. How'd that go? Yeah, it was terrible. Terrible. I couldn't run. I, I was long and lanky, skinny. I couldn't run fast, but I could catch a football no matter how you threw it to me. But <laughs> the, a freaking lineman could catch up with me. And then your parents moved to Alabama. Uh, I did. I moved to Alabama. When you were 17? I split. I split, yeah. I got out of there. By yourself? No, no, I went with family. Uh, family, okay. Yeah, yeah. Went with family. Over. And then I actually, I read that you saw, a friend of yours said, hey man, check out this Gracie. It was 18 actually. Your friend's like, hey, check out Hoist Gracie, UFC. No, no, what it was is uh, I started Taekwondo because mind you, in my small town, there's not shit to do there. You got basketball, football, baseball. Everybody lives by that. So there's no wrestling, there's no martial arts, and I was always a huge uh, Bruce Lee fan, Chuck Norris, Van Damme, you know, all that. And 
So I was always influenced. So I'm always doing all my karate moves and shit when I'm a kid. Uh, you remember that kid in Smoking Aces where his fingers got blown off and he was in the bathtub? And the kid and the kid in the trailer park had the headband on and the karate suit yes. and constantly was coming up movie. to the guy and punching him, uh, yeah. punching at his face, but never touching him. Just annoying little fucker. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was the kind of karate inspired kid I was, but there was nothing. There was no guidance there. So once I'd moved, there was a Taekwondo uh, studio down the road. That was it. I'm like, I'm definitely going in. I see kick going in the air whatever i'm gonna go do that so i started doing that and i like the rough roughness of it all so we were always a little rough uh a uh, uh, training partner i mean a student in there at the time so we'd get a little rough so she'd let us play uh, off to the side when it was sparring time because she knew we would hit a little harder and it was fine and keep us away from the other people well anyway he came in one day he was like dude you you have to come over and check out this uh, damn thing I rented. It's called Ultimate Fighting Championship. And there's this guy, this jujitsu guy, that's breaking people's arms and just choking. It's, it's badass. You got to see this. So I went, and that was it. I was like, dude, that is cool. Jujitsu, not not the actual sport yeah. itself. I, I the, that was cool. But I saw the I saw jujitsu, and I was like, that is unique. So you built a shed in your backyard? No, I didn't build a shed. That shed, that shed, the she shed existed already. There was a shed in your backyard. There was a there was an old garage, but this house that I I finished growing up in was uh, a house from the forties. It's an older house that we bought from family members, and it had an old garage out back, and then it had the tin uh, roof. And where you could park the car underneath, and then adjacent to that was just a a, a small. 13 by what was it 13 by 11 i think was the floor in there so i ripped everything out put uh walls in and and uh, carpets as many carpets as i could find and then a tarp that you could get at walmart to cover wood covered that up that was my mat oh wait 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 wait. that's when i moved back so i started doing that in in alabama so i came back home to tennessee and then uh i sought out sought out uh training on how to do how to how to how do you grapple how do you put people in arm locks how do you choke people how do you do that so black belt magazine was a go-to for me because now uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu has hit the scene at this point now there's uh step-by-step moves in black belt magazine first it was thrasher magazines i was trying to learn how to ollie and and all that stuff now and so that's that was my information board i didn't have youtube so now i'm pulling it out of uh, black belt magazine here to here to arm who do you have to train with myself Myself, I'm getting to that, Adam. Okay, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you drink enough moonshine in Tennessee, you can just fight oh, yourself. Oh, we drink moonshine. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. Wait, so Apple pie moonshine is pretty legit, though. Uh, so you were trading with yourself? So myself. So I was like, you know, how am I going to do this? So I, I, uh, I had also started to get acquainted with uh, some other martial artists in town that did a little. Oh, I found a, a judo, a taekwondo school about 10 minutes away. 15 minutes away that had some judo. So I went there and was practicing that where I'd met a guy uh, who was an older guy but knew grappling a little bit, like an arm, just the basic stuff like that. And so he started showing me. We'd wrestle around a lot. And then so I started converting to the shed, getting videotapes from Black Belt Magazine, got a grappling dummy that had arms on it. So I'd arm lock it, put a gi on it, choke the shit out of it, you know, hang it up, punch it, all that, shoot, wrestle on it, take it down, beat it up. And then occasionally I'd persuade some of my friends to also come do that. 
with some beer and this and that. No, they practice all my moves on them and shit. But then my cousin, my cousin who had lived with us with at the time, were the same age. He was always a martial artist too, all inspired. So we were grappling and training with each other a little bit. And then my sister got a boyfriend, which she eventually married. He became one of my first students, blah, 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 blah. And uh, so then, then at that point, I just started branching out and I found a school that was, uh, I met a guy in, a, I, uh, I was on lunch break from work. I went to Pizza Hut to eat something healthy. <laughs> Uh, and I saw this guy with this Gracie jiu-jitsu shirt on and I knew of Gracie jiu-jitsu but I'd never uh, met anyone else who was interested in my and anyway so I just went and just introduced myself and he was like he was kind of taken back right he was like uh, I was like hey I see you got a jiu-jitsu shirt on and he's like yeah sure do <laughs> but anyway so we got to talk and he's like yeah I got mats in my garage this that and the other so he and i started training and he knew how to grapple so he was catching me a lot and i so i caught on pretty quick and then started um beating him at will and then we found out at school and now your parents think you're crazy for doing this no no they were no. supportive of it yeah i mean what, what, what i was i'll do what i was one of the kids who just kind of did what i wanted anyway now Okay, so your first fight is against Rampage Jackson. That was one of Rampage Jackson's first fights, for oh, the record. Okay, gotcha. Not now, mine. now Rampage. Now, how long did it take for you to get when you started training to when you fight Rampage? Um, about ninety-five is when I started training in the grappling arts. So, um, let's see, ninety-seven is when. So he two and I years fought. later. You had no actual spot. Uh, you, you were sparring in your in your garage. You were actually like yeah. No, I was. I had a, I had a training partner named his name was Brad Lynn, who was about 150 pounds, 165 floating between there. Was one of my main training partners for many many years. It's just he and I. We put together fight strategies and and put together our training how how we should train how we drills and things we could do to try to get each other down on the ground. You know, one guy wear big gloves, and he and the guy wearing the big gloves is, is coming to take your head off, and all you can do is just shoot in underneath his punches and take him down like Hoist Gracie does. You know, and you yeah. and you're a Hoist. You know, so, you're so like I'm Hoist. Kinda, yeah, to just kind of improvise. Like, I improvise throughout my walk entire into the woods career. And try and find career. a try and find a Bigfoot to wrestle, like anything <laughs> like that. You know, I I would make <laughs> invitations. Get a bear. I would make invitations like an old high school prick but, uh, dude that I knew. Like put up flyers like anyone. No, 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 no. But come he, and fight me in my. He shack. was the tough guy. <laughs> Love Shack, baby. Yeah. Oh, At the local library. Well, I could join a book club. Oh, I could fight a young man in a shack. Oh, that sounds lovely. What's the address? <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, so Rampage. If you guys don't know, uh, Jones, you know Rampage is this huge. I don't know who Rampage. He was. Is. He, he played. Uh, <gasps> uh, you might you might know him from. Uh, I know the video game the, Rampage. The A team. He's this huge black guy just enormous giant scary he played B.A. Baracus in, yeah he was in, in the, in the I mean and answer. he has this huge okay. chain around his neck alright so okay but so that he, guy weighs more than you oh, right I'm getting yeah. there okay what so the you signed up to fight him at 175 I was set up to fight someone at 175 that got hurt okay then the promoter called me and said hey fight off pal that's how he talks okay so when I talk like that that's him okay but okay, so then Rampage shows up, misses weight by twenty five uh, Yeah, pounds. so he says, "Hey, uh, he says so so and so got hurt." I was like, "Dude, I'm ready to go." Like, I mean, I, I dislocated both my knuckles by the, uh, at this point. By the way, a, a week prior, so those were jammed up, nasty. I was like, "Dude, I'm ready to go fight." Like, I wasn't. Could, this guy got hurt. I got hurt, but I wouldn't say anything. 
So anyway, he's like, yeah, you got hurt? I'm like, well, you got anybody? Like, he's like, no, I got nobody, pal. I was like, well, any, come on, give me something. Just, he was like, there's Rampage, but I know you ain't going to find out, so let's do it. <laughs> he goes, you sure? And this guy was uh, 200 he plus weighed pounds? In, he weighed in at 206. Jesus and you were 170-ish? I was 170, soaking wet, and yeah. And crazy. You were like, and crazy. Oh, so, yeah. I said, we'll do it. And, I knew, and I knew of Rampage through, through the circling grab it. Grab it. Grappling circuit? Uh, yeah, the grappling circuit. And, you know, he had his famous howl. He'd pick people up and slam them. They started making rules up for this cat, so he'd stop <laughs> slamming people on their damn head. You know, he'd pick them up and slam them out of submissions and shit. So, and then, uh, and then he, when he would finish people, he'd howl. He'd do his, you know, whole thing. And, um, and you didn't care. No, I mean, I, so I knew of him. And I'm like, yeah, I know who he is. Let's do it. It's a fight. We're going we're gonna to do it. And, you know, and the way that I was inspired was, you know, the Gracie way was like, we'll take, we'll take on anyone, any size, any style, whatever. Let's do it. And that was my mentality. No weight classes. Then it wasn't even a weight class. I didn't have to make weight. So many of my first fights, I never made weight for anything. But you're looking across the, the ring from him, at him. So I'm looking across the ring at him and. And he's ready to rock, and I'm ready to rock. And and my right hand was the one that uh, my knuckles were. Uh, it came out of socket from punching trees. No, <laughs> I did have tires from punching himself. A tree that I would punching kick himself. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have to open. I'm gonna have to hit him with open hand, you know. So that's, so the first thing I did was like, I gotta hurt him, and I gotta hurt him fast, because he's a big motherfucker. And he's just looking at me like with this, you know, with your best, your best WWE guy standing over another side with that mean looking face, right? Like very, and I'm just like, all right, let's get it on. Don't hit him with the closed fist. Boom. First thing I do, right in the mouth with the, with the closed fist. So it starts throbbing and hurting right off the bat. But anyway, so we get into grappling and he's just constantly escaping everything, picking me up. I'd have him in a full blown arm lock. He would pick me up and just... <laughs> Now, at one point, triangle, he'd pick me up like the Ocardo Arona, yeah, yeah, you know, and just and slam me down. And uh, this went on, this went on for uh, three rounds. Now, I, now I heard at one point you said, "Man, I got to do better than just jujitsu." This is like, well, he he woke me up because uh, uh, the first five, I had five fights before him. Okay, and I came right out just as I had always had been influenced by by you know hoist get out there we're not boxing we ain't we ain't uh, kickboxing and shit i'm shooting in and i'm taking you down and i'm gonna choke you and so that was my mentality and that's exactly what i did i was shot in maybe poop shot took him right down and or i got taken down and just would sub him right off the bat many of my first fights were all within the first two minutes of the fight now when a guy i don't know much about fighting but it seems to me a guy that significantly outweighs you you want to get him down because mm-hmm. that sort of that democratizes mm-hmm. sort of the the, the strength yeah. factors. It's like the thing because I'm a short guy and they're like, "Well, you you date tall women," and I say, "Yeah, well, we're all the same height laying down." Yeah, right? yeah. So <laughs> I feel like with fighting, like yeah. you get a big guy on the ground, and now it's kind of more. Well, you could eat him out standing up. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta try that one. Yeah. Now, now, I also read that he threw you out of the ring at one point. Yeah, he threw me out of the ring at one point. Oh shit! Yeah. Picked me up because I had I had him in triangle does he get a penalty, again. Penalty for that? Like, does no, blow the no, he got there? an applause. Got, <laughs> yeah, this is the wild west. The crace went. Wait, so you have him in a triangle. He takes you over the the ring and just throws you. So up. I got him in triangle. So he picks me up, walks me up because now he's 
getting fatigued from slamming me all around, you know, like a wrecking ball, picks me up and is like, Ugh, kind of, kind of comes over to the corner and is like, oh, fuck it. So it just throws me right off. And then my corner catch me and then they caught you. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't like I was flying through the air. It was just, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, Rocky I'm just, like, I'm crumbling over the ropes. You know what I mean? Shit, I'm crumbling yeah. over, and they're just catching me and rolling me back in. I, and I, I and like at this time, in the crowd. And at this time, I'm like, wait, wait, just hold on a second. They're just like pushing me. I'm like, hold on. You know, let me get a breath. Let me act like. Let me just play something here. Like, oh, that hurt. Oh, let my, me get some breath. They're just like. Shoving me Do they back stop in. the clock when this happens? Or, uh, no, this no, no, no. No, this is the wild list. No. Uh, so you, okay, so you're, okay, so after yeah. Rampage, your next fight's against John Fitch. John Fitch, uh, all, all American wrestler, uh, you know, fought for the title, almost almost won it, and you sub him in a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Was that was that? Did you know? Did you? Know that he was going to be that good? Were you worried about his? I had no idea. I didn't care. We didn't. We didn't have YouTube then to study. We didn't have an office like I used to do to go, uh, go down to the office here, the UFC office. Get hey, hey man, I need videotape of so and so. All right, here you go. Give it to you. Didn't have any of that access. They didn't have any of that. So you just show up. They'll tell you who you're fighting, or you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing, and and that was the mentality too that that I was inspired by, and then you know the training camps and stuff that I would go to, uh, and seminars and things with Hoist and all of them. Their mentality, were, um, you know, was embedded in me. It was like, don't care, technique over everything. I mean, are kids today just pussies everything. compared to what you had to go through? Yeah, is this better or worse? What do you? Th- how do you weigh in on that? I wouldn't say better or worse. I, you know, I, I am who I am through how I, you know. There's no option. Yeah, I had. Yeah. I didn't have an option. I, I had. I wanted it to happen, and I was going to make sure it happened. So I took the the only steps that I knew that would get me where I wanted to be. Well, you know, it became a journey first. It was more of a journey and an interest in in jujitsu. It was amazing to me. You know, like I say, when I saw that first film, it wasn't. I want to do that. No, I want to do what Hoist is doing. That's what I was inspired by. I want to do what Hoist is doing, not th- this event. Yeah, and go be a fighter. I want to, and then. But I your third fight, they send you to Russia. So you went from a shed to Russia, and you fight. Oh, I guess it was your eighth fight because you had five fights. I've got fights before. Yeah, I got Andrei, fights. Andre Semenov. Mm-hmm. This guy was fifteen and one. Mm-hmm. He he had beaten world champions. Fought in pride. Fought in pride. I mean, what's that like for a kid from a three thousand? person town in tennessee and dresden to all of a sudden be in russia well before before that prior to that i was living in in copenhagen and i became a uh, a middleweight tournament champion there in in copenhagen denmark before this fight actually oh uh, has you before the russia fight has that your wikipedia has the you go to denmark afterwards no wikipedia is wrong because i won i won i won the belts i won the belt there and then i fought seminar was that like living in denmark it was awesome it was awesome it's great. Women are so ugly over there. <laughs> they probably don't shave either. Yeah. So oh, it's whole, terrible. Now, Everybody good, stay away from Was there good training over there? Yeah, well, I, I was brought over there. Actually, from the John Fitch fight, there was a, uh, a Danish guy there who came up to me and says, hey, my guys are all good TIE fighters, but I want to teach them MMA. You wanna, would you want to come to Denmark and teach my guys how to wrestle and grapple and then we'll exchange. I'll pay you to teach them, but then, you know, I'll help you with kickboxing and all this. And I said, like, why not? So that's what got me there. So then you go 3-0. and Then you come back and you beat Shoney Carter in the first round. Shoney Carter's a guy who had, who had beaten, you know, Matt Serra, 
Dave Manet, Chris Light. Yeah, I was defending the belt that night. I had already, I'd won that belt. For, I'd won that belt. Um, oh, you beat the Angry Hick. Yeah, Brett, Brett Bergman. Bergmark. The Angry Hick. The Angry Hick. Ah. That's an amazing fight name. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, yeah, isn't it? Is, that's a yeah. good one, right? That is pretty fucking awesome. Which, uh, I mean, no offense, but I would think you'd be the Angry Hick. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then you fighting him. Who was more no, he, he was just a little angry. more Hick? He played, I, I believe he played the role better. He wore a cowboy hat and boots and shit. But he was from Modesto, right, or something, or Stockton? Fuck or? if I know. I okay, know so, so, so you beat him. Now, at what point do you start thinking, I'm really good at this? Um, I, don't, I don't know. Because you're beating guys that are like, have beaten world champions. I mean, Shoney Carter beat Dave Manet, who was the I guess UFC just champion. after every, I think after every win, I was more confident, you know, just after every, I wouldn't say there was one in particular, but just after, you know, that momentum gets going, you just keep winning and, you know, and you're obviously making the right decisions to get you to where you're at, you know, training wise, coach wise, whatever wise. So, yeah. And then, uh, probably after all, then you fought a guy that I trained with Matt Horwich, mm -hmm. uh, who this guy, um, I think he he might be on the spectrum as well. I, I don't know. Uh, what you looking at me like that for? He's what? definitely out there. Um, There's no autism radar I got. That, <laughs> yeah. that thing broke. Autism radar. That would yeah. be a good superhero, actually. <laughs> autism radar. Yeah, be able to sen sense all the autistic people <laughs> from a mile away. Yeah, no, that's... Look, I don't even get along with most other autistic people. I mean, really? Yeah, it's like saying all white people should get along. With, or, you know, you see how that well that's working out, right? Uh, but Serena, okay, we'll, we'll go up uh, yeah, no, Mike in a second. But uh, now, now, I know that you have autism, um, but I don't. I don't think like uh, I, I would never know it. Um, if I just was hanging out with you, I, I would think maybe you're a little eccentric. But I would never know. Like, what about like what is it? What is your form of autism? So right now, well, technically it's as it's Asperger syndrome. So right. with me, I mean, when I was little. I couldn't walk to save my fucking life. I was like on my toes. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Tripping over my own goddamn two feet. I'm skinny. I'm like. Like I look like a fucking string bean. I couldn't. It was, and this it was changed like, last year? No. It okay, changed no. over a course of time. Because from when I was a little girl till I was about 13, I was misdiagnosed. I'm throwing on all these different, you know, psych meds that made me, you know, fat. It made me like all depressed and all sorts. It did everything that it was not supposed to fucking do. So it wasn't until they finally took me off all these medicines when I was 13 and they examined me for about a week. It's like, she's not any of this. She's autistic. And this is early 2000s. Everyone's like, well, what the fuck is autism? And so they start reading about it and it's like, oh my God, this made fucking sense the entire fucking time. She memorizes everything and she doesn't shut up about the stuff she learns. Jesus Christ. And it makes sense that I couldn't like catch a fucking ball. Like hell, I couldn't tie my shoelaces till I was nine years old by okay. myself. Like my motor skills were shit. So I went through occupational therapy, physical therapy until like I was in um, middle school. And then I started having my social training because I had a case manager till I was 20 years old. I'm going to be 27 next What's month. a case manager? Uh, mental health case manager so they work they work alongside the parents and the client me uh -huh. set on goals on you know how to progress and mm -hmm. learn how to live you know independently learn how to people so sure. I learned how to if it wasn't angry happy or sad when I was growing up I didn't know what the fuck it was so all the other other subtle hints emotions like people doing this with their eyebrows I didn't know what the fuck that was I didn't know what sarcasm mm. was either so I had to learn all of this within such a short span of time. Wow. Because when I turned 20, the case manager was gone. But by that time, I was all honors in high school, dean's list every semester in college, you know. I wasn't no pushover. So you're great at memorizing things. I would like to think so, except math. Fuck that shit. But, <laughs> yeah, um, fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, it was good. But I realized when I was younger um, that physical exertion was really good for me. 
like Mike, I also did Taekwondo. That's probably why I kick everybody's legs so, in so hard. Um, so I did Taekwondo. I power lifted in high school. I kind of got a little fat. I was a solid 180, but I was like squatting like 320 and shit. Wow. And, um, but after high school ended, I didn't have a weight room to go to. So I'm Jesus fucking Christ, what am I going to do? If I just work and go to college all day, I'm probably going to kill somebody. Like you said, most fighters, if they didn't have fighting, they'd probably be a serial killer. Probably me. Anyways. <laughs> but, but you're doing great. By the no. way, congrats on your first win. Thank you. And now now, do you think uh, you're having a tough time getting a second fight? Yeah, I'm a little injured right now. It happened right after my fight. Um, my shoulder got a little fucked up in training. Um, you know, do you, do you think a lot of times people don't want to fight you because if they win, they beat up an autistic person and yeah, exactly. Probably that's yeah. the case. You know, it's just like, how does it feel to lose the autistic girl? People here are probably and like, oh, are there other autistic girls you could fight? No, oh. I'm actually the first female pro lead. fighter on the spectrum. <laughs> are you really? Yeah, I'm the first female professional Get fighter without. Yeah, first one. The first. I, think I thought Brian Caraway was. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the poor man alone. He's gone through too much. I love Brian Caraway. Leave that poor uh, man alone. Now, <laughs> is it true that uh, people aren't fighting you because of this? Con- no, oh, that's it's, not true. No, they okay. just probably hear all the stories about everybody limping for a good solid month. But that's yeah, about it. They're afraid of you. Uh, there you go. Oh. I don't care. I don't care. It's just if they want to be pussies, it's fine. Whatever. Fuck them. <laughs> You know? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, all right, so, but we are looking for a second fight. Yes, I'm going to be probably healed up by the end of February or March, and I'll get right back into training and build myself up and when I'm ready. Yeah, is it hard for you to, because um, I know your motor skills are bad, is it hard for you to learn certain techniques? Yeah, a little bit. My, my motor skills ain't shit now, thankfully. I mean, I, if there was shit, people wouldn't be losing to me. Right. Let's put it that way. So, um, I, I do all right fighting. There's times I'll need John or Mike or people to like kind of go through things a little bit more because I'm so hyper focused on such the the smallest movements, like the half an inch, you know, hip turn to get a choke or whatnot or to escape or the foot rotation to get the perfect power off a punch. I'm so hyper focused on these little ass movements. I usually miss the big picture. Uh. Yeah, I usually get the big picture, but miss all the movement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, but uh, but Roxanne's your roommate, and she's also she takes things very slowly. So that's got to help you. Yeah, it's great. We kind of we kind of act the same when it comes to learning techniques, and I I love her. She's like the big sister. I always want it because I'm the oldest of four kids. And and now your siblings also have autism, correct? Yes. Um. So I'm the oldest of four kids. So three out of four of us have autism. And um, you were adopted. <laughs> Yeah, no. I, I heard you were adopted. Uh, you heard wrong. Anyways. Oh. Oh, okay. Wikipedia? No, somebody told me you're... Okay, I was like, I thought maybe all you were... Ado- like, your parents specialized in adopting autistic kids. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that, that would be awesome. <laughs> that, like, the best parents in the history of parents. Yeah. <laughs> no, pretty, I don't know how the fuck they put up with any of us, honestly, but they do all right. We got... The youngest of the family, he's 15 years old. He's also on the spectrum. He is a varsity freshman wrestler. But that kid looks Mexican. I know he does. Look, it goes from like the printer was full of ink to like no color at all when you go down the family mm. line. Because there's me, my 19-year-old brother, who looks kind of like a mix between, you know, me and my dad. And then it gets dark. And then my little sister is a little darker. Then, bam, there's Brandon, my, the youngest. By the way, your mom <laughs> sent me the nicest books for our baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, She's was... always big on knowledge is power. She's so, so. sweet. <laughs> She's I, so I, sweet. Uh, I wanted to say, uh, this is the first I've heard of uh, aut- autistic individuals being very into physical activity i was i I lived uh next to a guy who who uh, was autistic for a couple of years in new york city and he sort of uh was the stereotype when you think of autistic Mm -hmm. people very bookish 
Mm-hmm. You know, very bookish. Yeah. Very. He was. Um, he's a professor at Cornell. He's very, very good with statistics. He's a statistics yeah. person. He's very good with numbers, memorization, at the computer all day. Mm-hmm. Very rarely did I ever see him get involved in anything physical. The people that I have known who are, have autism, not not into sports, this kind of thing. This is the first I'm hearing of it. You have a whole family that mm-hmm. is athletic. And, and I think that's this is amazing to hear this to mm-hmm. me. Well, I'm not the other. There's another autistic fighter who was in the UFC and he's still kind of active. John Doomsday Howard. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't get diagnosed till he was in his 30s. Yeah, and that, guy. And that came because of he had to get a psyche valve for his brain for mm. whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. And that's when they discovered he also is autistic. Outside of the fighting realm, there's another person who just got diagnosed as, aut- as autistic at age 70. The actor Anthony Hopkins. Wow. Get out. Anthony Hopkins? Yes. Oh, I love Anthony Hopkins. If you notice, he rubs his hands together a lot. It's because he's stimming. So that's something that makes him kind of feel calm when you're in a nervous situation. Like oh, we all have our so little, great. you know, we sweat or we look away or we're like, eh. Mm-hmm. But other autistic people do things differently. Like I'll kind of do the hand thing. I'll kind of like put on my music, kind of tone out, tip my hat down a little more so I don't have to see people because people, you know, just, eh. No, but imagine, um, imagine yeah. Imagine like, I mean, Autistic people getting more involved in sports, like uh, the, the concentration it takes to hit a baseball, which I, I've played every sport. To me, that's the hardest thing to do is to mm-hmm. hit, you know, an 85 mile an hour fastball. It's just, but I'm imagining being able to concentrate on these little details uh, could probably give you an edge in sports. Velocity, speed, acceleration. You yeah, know, yeah. Knowing your own muscle memory, how hard you can hit your you know, pressure per square inch, you know, as you hit a ball. Yeah, it could all go into it if you yeah. think about you it. You may have that an just got here, nerdy as hell. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's I love it. It's not that much. It's not that nerdy. <laughs> so, Pyle, uh, let's talk to back to the Pyle, and then we'll go this and that and the fights this week. All kinds of stuff to cover. So, uh, you leave the WEC for the IFL. Yes. Why do you do that? Money. They give more money. By the way, period. By money. the way, Horwich, I heard when you fight Horwich, he, t- he tells you what move he's going to do while he's fighting you. No, he does. He does that in training. Oh, in training. Yeah. Like, does that does that bother you at all, or like? I never trained with him like that. Oh, okay. But uh, that's that's rumor. Yeah. Rumor yeah. has it that that when he's when he talks his way through his training, he just talks to himself the whole time. I like when he cornered uh, Mayhem Miller after he lost weight by thirty four pounds. Missed weight by thirty four oh, pounds, oh <laughs> and then he was reading the Bible in the corner uh, during the fight. Oh my god! And 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 then Mayhem said, "I talked to Mayhem again from jail, by the way. He's doing better." He goes, uh, "That's good." He said, "Matt, how much time is left in the round?" He goes, "Huh." Oh Christ! <laughs> yeah, that was uh, okay. hallelujah. So you go um, now. Your first, you get, finally plan. get to the UFC. You get to the UFC. You, you fight Brock Larson. That's correct. That was your first loss in the UFC. Did your whole were you crushed by that by, by that loss? Um, well, no, I knew what I was getting into because I was in I was in uh, Bulgaria shooting shooting a film, and I got a a week's notice. Maybe a week and a half, my agent called or emailed me, hey, UFC is looking for somebody. I threw your name in the hat. They're down if you wanted to do it. And I was like, dang, like I'm 190 pounds right now. I haven't been training. All I've been doing is going to set every day. Universal Soldier? Yeah, with Universal Soldier. So I wasn't training at all. Now, was that with Van Damme or Sagal? That's with Van Damme, yeah. Van How- Damme, Andre Olofsky as well. What was it like working with Van Damme? Oh, it was cool. It was cool. He... uh it's funny because he wanted to try to tell me, you know, that he to let me know he's still a badass, you know. Well, what do I? What do you say? In his training regime. Well, we were having some tea, he and I, uh, back at his trailer, 
That sounds really... Yeah. yeah. Sounds a little Yay. gay. Sounds, uh, Very sus, that one. All right, so what anyway, happened? Anyway, um, there were other people there, too, okay. right? Fine. Some call them orgies. Richard Simmons was there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're talking. He was like, you know, and he trained with a, a Crow Cop. They know each other, and they train together, and he was just telling me stories about that, and, you know, he helped him train for the Gonzaga fight and stuff, you know. Really? Yeah, it was cute. Okay, now, you ever, yeah, did, it was cute. Did you ever spar with him or no? Van Dam? Yeah. No, I never sparred with Van Damme. Did you ever roll with him? No, no. It, we wouldn't. We, excuse me. We wouldn't have had the chance. It was, we're working. Now you were like a major part in that movie, right? Yeah, I was a co- co star in the damn thing, believe it or not. I mean, that, that must have been awesome. Dude, it was epic. Now, were you thinking that this is the beginning of your action career? Honestly, yeah. Yeah, because everything I've ever it's done, just, everyone's like, "This is it." This, no matter how you know small what I mean, is, everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, dude, once people see this uh, Skittles commercial uh, that only airs in fucking Japan, crickets. It, it's gonna be yeah, yeah, yeah." So you think, "Oh, you know what? Fuck it, I don't have to fight anymore. I'm gonna be a..." No, I didn't go that far. I was, I, I was just really overjoyed with having the opportunity because it was, you know, it was. Um, you know, the things that I do on films and, and TV shows now are, are very small and minuscule, but, you know, it's often. So uh, it's still enjoyable. I still enjoy, but this was you. The you lead know, in a yeah, Van Damme Yeah, movie. you're getting picked up by the van. You know, you're, you're you know, every, you know, you got your own little everything. Did you audition for this movie? I did not. How'd you get the movie? Uh, well, that's another story. <laughs> oh, jeez. I want to hear it. That's another Podcast. story. Yeah. Uh... A friend of Randy Couture's, which was an agent and uh, a sports agent slash had his nose in everything. Randy agent. was in a great movie recently, by the way. It was a solo film. All right, go on. <laughs> uh, okay, so a friend of Randy Couture. Yeah. Go on. Go on. Yeah, Randy, that okay. image is in my head I'm now, sorry. brother. I'm Way to go, Randog. Now you're really going to blow up. It's, it's, <laughs> it's only natural. Time to right. blow up it now. It's only natural. Go, okay, go on. So what happened? It's a stand up. Right, okay. Juicy couture. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, man, he's extreme. All right, okay, so go on. So, what happened? What I'm so happy I can look John in the eyes and not have any issues versus everybody else. It's probably oh, like extreme. Wait John couture. is 50. He'll be doing that. Yeah, oh, right. Jesus okay. Christ. I wouldn't put it past But uh, what, were, what were we saying? Right, what so, was a friend it? of Randy. Oh, yeah, so for, anyway, I'd gotten a call from Matt, is his name, and he said, hey, uh, you know, this could be a shot in the dark, but. Uh, this director named John Himes who who did Smashing Machine, the documentary on Mark Kerr. Love that. So John Himes did that. And so he's he said that they were interested in possibly having me fill this role. And you know how you get that all the time like hey we're gonna get we're gonna oh, put yeah, you on this yeah. show and then we're gonna put you on this that and the other and you know and it just just cocktail talk, right? But um, I said, well, yeah, the answer is yeah. He goes, good, I'll send you the script. And you let me know. If you're interested, I'll send you the script. Let me know. I'll give you a couple of days. Read it over or today, whatever. I don't remember. So I read it. And the way that it was told to me is the character, the NGU, which is new generation something, um, the NGU is what they're asking for. And basically it's a... One-liners just here and there, basically two or three lines throughout the entire movie. But you're the badass. You're kicking the doors open, looking in. <laughs> Boom! People are shooting you. You're you're a universal soldier. You're not getting killed. So I thought that's 
that could that's easy. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't have to talk. You know, I don't I'm not I'm just badass and just kick and punch. I can do all that. So I said, yes, absolutely, I'll do it. Of course, no matter what it was, I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah, I'll do it. And he said, great, I'll have the, he goes, I'll let him know. I'm just like, all right. It's too weird, right? It's too weird. Anyway, he, he says, he hits me back. He says, hey, good, they're, they're happy. Um, he's actually going to call you in three hours because of the time difference. So he called me. He's like, hey, Mike, John Himes. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? He's yeah. like, it's John Himes. He's like, great, man. I'm glad. He's like, I love, you know, uh, you know, I saw all your stuff on YouTube and you're, you're perfect for this character. Uh, thank you. Come, come on. You know, we'll fly you first class and everything. So, I f- you know, flew first class on Virgin all the way out there. Yeah, it was. And it was it was incredible. So that was a great, incredible experience. So and how long were you out for there for a couple months? Wow. A couple months. Yeah. And then and then it turned into a pretty big role. Yeah. One of the main characters, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So I said, yeah. So we're talking on the phone. He goes, yeah, it'll be great. He's like, don't worry, you'll be fine. I was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty easy. I just kick some doors in, shoot some people, you know, one liner, da da da. He goes, uh, he, he goes, no, no, that you're, you, I want you to play Captain Kevin Burke. And I was like, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Like, who, which one is, who's Cap, who's Burke? Yeah, because I was just looking at all his actions and all his lines, which were no lines, it was just all actions, and I knew none of the other characters. Burke so I was has like, a lot more lines. He than was the other one guy. of the main American. He was one of the main American uh, soldiers that was running the show and and guiding everyone and saving these kids. And and I was like, holy crap! I have tons and tons of lines. So Randy Couture actually helped me it was with, hard with the lines. Was hard to memorize. The nah, nah. I, I, it, I bet Burke it was, was fun and it came natural to me. To be honest with you, and it Burke was, was probably. Uh, you know, substantially more money as well. It was, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. Now, now Van Dam, does he was he's everything line perfect? Did he was he was he? He had everyone lining him perfect. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What should I do? The, I heard the guy even ask his 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 handler. I suppose should I take a nap? <laughs> really? <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> he asked someone, "Should I take a nap?" He, yeah, he was like, "Should should I take a nap?" No but, way. I'm not gonna go there. So but the movie comes out in the theater, right? Are you the first person to see it in the movie theater? Uh, it, I don't. It wasn't theatrical release in in America. Ah, okay. But all over Eastern Europe, it was. Are you getting fan mail of people from Eastern Europe? Are people calling up yeah. to you? Nice. And like, yeah. oh my god, you're Twitter great. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Universal Soldier Three. And at the end, yeah, at the end, it it has it where I'm lying in all these chronological. Uh, I mean, not chronological, but cryogenic uh, tubes. So they made. 10 or 15 of me right at the end so it, it pans across and there's just all of Captain Kevin Burke's in there and I was like <laughs> they made these? Yeah well they edited it in I oh, laid yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, you oh know, you laid in it each was one? me boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom, boom. yeah they, your wife are you married at that point? no okay so are you banging lots of Bulgarian women? no we're still together oh okay yeah, of course yeah. yes we're still Obviously. together yes good okay good that's good now but now, but now her being Eastern European and Van Damme mm-hmm. being a big star over there she was super impressed by you being in this movie? um I suppose I don't, I don't know hmm. I mean I was <laughs> yeah you were that's all that matters but no it was fun man it was great it was a great experience I learned a lot and Met a lot of great uh, people over there, and John Hines was a great uh, was a great guy. He's a huge fight fan. So, uh, like I mentioned, Andre Olovsky was um, also on there. He was the bad guy, the one running around kicking everybody's ass. He ends up killing me in the in, in the film. But uh, he would the, the director would sneak up on us and shit and try to get us down on the ground while we're out on set. 
and try to and try to wrestle with us. So cool, super cool dude. Amazing. And his dad was a cinematographer. God damn it, John! <laughs> Can we get shit done around here? That's it was awesome. great. Yeah, it was so fun. Your next fight was against Chris Wilson. Chris Wilson, yeah. First UFC win. Yep. I know, like a lot of times, a lot of fighters like they they, they do good in other organizations, but that first UFC win is the big one. Yeah. Was that was that, was that how it was for you? Yeah, I was I was very very happy to get that win because if I had lost again, I'd already lost my first fight. So probably if I'd lost that second fight, they bring a new guy in real quick, you know, to replace. We'll give him a couple shots, and if he doesn't fit the build, then you know. Now get rid at of this you. time, are you training over at Extreme Couture in Vegas? Yeah, yeah. Now I heard like. Actually, you were the man at Extreme Couture. Like I heard, like everyone kept saying, like Mike Pyle. Well, we we had a great strong team. I think everyone helped sharpen everyone and make everyone, you know, a badass. Were you there when Baroni knocked out Hendricks? Oh yeah. Okay, so here's the story that I heard. All right, let's hear it. All right. I heard that Randy uh, talked to Team Takedown and scheduled that they were going to have like a joint training session, right? But doesn't forgot to tell you guys there. So all of a sudden, it, one day, Team Takedown shows up. Ryan Bader, CB Dalloway. Johnny Hendricks, and you guys think your gym's being invaded. Like, all of a sudden, they're just taking over your gym. So then you guys are doing some light sparring, and then Baroni's in there with Hendricks. And they're going light, and Hendricks hit Baroni pretty hard. And Baroni's like, fuck this. High kicks him in the head, knocks Hendricks out stiff. And you guys are like, ooh! And then that, that was the day that happened to the gym. I, I hope Jay Haran didn't tell that story. <laughs> no, no. Okay. But- Good. Is that what I know you, No, absolutely not. All right, that what happened? Awesome. No, absolutely not. We knew they they were coming in, and we'd already been training with them for some time. Oh. You know what I mean by some time is it just a you know week or so or whatever. And Baroni's in there, and Baroni slept him with his hands actually. Um, it was just those. That was it. Just a sparring match that got heated a little, yeah. and someone, said it was and the someone best fell asleep. It was the best thing for him yeah. because uh, it's a wake up call. It lets you know if you're gonna. Be, whoa, is that what it's gonna take? Okay, well I'm either tapping out now or I'm gonna continue this journey because if this is what it's gonna be like, then no, thank you. Were you surprised recently with Baroni's bare knuckle boxing and leaving that that fight was? A was little, I surprised at it? Uh, it was a little uh, strange. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the word surprised. I don't even know what word I would use for that. It was very unique. <laughs> very unique. I don't even know what I, I don't know. That's it was, stra- it was strange. Yeah, yeah. It was very strange. Um, now, it seems like a lot of the guys that Extreme Couture, I mean, at one point you had Gray Maynard, mm-hmm. you had Heron, you had you, you had Frank Trigg. Campman. You had Campman. I mean, you guys. Forrest. Forrest. You guys, you guys were the. We had Vitor got- coming in and out quite often in his group. I mean, you guys were the fucking, the legend. Jacare Souza would come in periodically. We had Drysdale, Evan Dunham, Tyson Griffin. Wow. Um, uh, you know, Randy Couture, and then Ray Sefo came in. Uh, it was solid, dude. It was, it, was, it was some solid business going on in there. How often did you guys see, like, just, like, crazy gym wars break out? Like- oh, every time me and Jay sparred. You and Jay Haran? Yeah, but we, wouldn't have, we would have heated ones, but never an angered never angered it was right to that right to that point where we're giving each other some damn good work but we don't we're not getting bane damage yeah you know what i mean uh so he and i we always had some good heated ones good highly competitive but never you know knocking each other out but we'd be like oh oops, sorry that was that was a little too hard yo you know but you know jay jay you know jay's a great athlete man he's a great training partner and he kicked shit out of you 
<laughs> yeah. Now Frank Trigg said he used to get an Overeem's head a lot when he was sparring. Overeem. Did Overeem ever train there? Not that I know of. I never trained with. Was it Ballastar Overeem? Was it Belfort. He would get into his head by telling him like, "You don't look that good today," or like, "You look you look soft" or something. Like, I don't know any of that. I don't know anything about <laughs> that. I gotta I gotta list it again. You better write that down yes. next time. Okay. So your, your uh, a big fight for you was John Hathaway. John Hathaway, Hathaway, yeah. Hathaway was undefeated, just beat Diego Sanchez. 14-0, just came off that, yep. You were a pretty big underdog in that fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you think that they were throwing, because they seem like they threw a lot of you to the wolves a lot, a lot of these organizations. Yeah. Put you up against undefeated guys, and, and but you really I was always John the guy. I was always the guy that they would get tested against, you know, for sure. And a lot of guys retired after fighting you, too. I looked at a lot of guys after they fought you, like, fuck it, I'm not fighting you. You, you ruined a lot of guys' careers. I, I think maybe you'd call that coincidence. All right. So, uh, I didn't ruin him. I didn't. <laughs> but Hathaway. Now, Tyson, that, Mike Tyson, now he might have yeah, yeah, retired Hathaway. motherfuckers, okay? Yeah. Not me. But ha- but Hathaway, did you know going to that fight? Did, did you see something in his tra- training or fights before that you were like, I could, I could, you know? No, they called me, go, hey, do you want to fight this kid named John Hathaway? And I was like, I, I don't know of him. And they're like, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I was, I've never turned down a fight. Never. Never, never have they ever called and said, "Do you will you fight someone?" And I said, "No, I've never ever said that." Wow, how many people can say that? I don't know. All I know is I know. Uh, Ricardo Almeida, there's a fighter Mm -hmm. that you that you beat in one round. No, three round decision. Oh, okay, even better. Uh, He was a legend in Mm jujitsu. This dude was was that. I know you're a big jujitsu guy. Was that like a bittersweet? Or were you honored? No, it would have, it would have been bittersweet if I beat him in, in at jujitsu, but I beat him at fighting. Right. Yeah. And now Josh Near. Now there's a guy. I knocked him out. Was there bad blood in that fight? Not at all. You know, any any time that any time you know the Diaz boys or 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 himself uh, Near is going to fight anybody. They're making. They're trying to make bad blood. They're trying to make some shit. They're making an excuse why not to like you. You know what I mean? And that's who. That's who they are. And he's kind of the same. But he never got under my skin. I what could was care he less. Shit during the way into you. Or? No, he's talking shit during the fight. What was he saying? Because uh, I took him down pretty quickly, and he's like, "Come on, man, let's get up, man. Let's get up. Let's get up. Let's let's fight." You know, shit like that. Were you talking shit back to him? I ain't got time to talk, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, Rick Story. There was a fight. Uh, you got take coffee, cream, the, no, with cream. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, now, take care, brother. Uh, now, Rick Story. There's a fight that. Pleasure they, to meet you. I'll see you. Now, now, Story was a guy that hurt you early. Uh, you came back. Oh, Story hurt me really early. Yeah, Story pop hit me right dead in the mouth, uh, and I f- completely collapsed backwards and head thumped off of the off of the off the canvas and everything. And uh, and I think maybe that hit my head hitting the damn canvas is what brought me back to life, or uh, I'm just a bad motherfucker. <laughs> no, or I don't know. But so he gets over the top of me and begins to try to you know drop down all these punches, and I evaded him and, and got my wits back about me and came back, turned turned the fight around and started hurting him and stumbling him around and and uh, threatening him with submissions and, and started to take the lead. Now, uh, that, that was an awesome fight. Uh, Colby Covington, another guy. Colby wanted to grind with you. He, I, you know, I, I took two pregnancy tests after that. Because <laughs> I was very unsure. Mm. Now, was that a fight that you wish you had back? Or what would you have done different if you fought Colby again? 
Uh, I probably would have tried to set my submissions up a little smarter. I, I, I would have trained my submissions a, a lot more. I, I neglected my submissions throughout in my uh, latter part of my career, and I, that's one thing I regret. You got too in love with your striking? No, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know where to. I don't know where to, how to word that, or you know, it just it's just. I don't know. I started to migrate toward, not toward striking, but. I don't know. I, now, I don't Colby Woodley, who do you think wins that fight? Woodley. Really? Yeah. Woodley, 100%. Because? Because Woodley's better. <laughs> he's yeah. just better. Kobe, Kobe he, he's came in and he's won some things just out of pure tenacity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tenacity, and he can wrestle when he, when he needs to get it done. And, uh, but now he's, now he's dealing with a lot better striker and a more powerful striker and and he ain't going he probably going to have a hard time taking him down. Now Serena, you got stopped in one fight uh early the next day on Instagram. You were like people were telling you all kinds of shit. You were fighting people on on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, that was an Amy mistake literally and figuratively. Uh, why? T- talk to me. So, I mean, I had four fights. That was like my fourth fight. Um, I was just like, okay, first time, 17,000 people. That's when I really noticed my sensory issues would really be my downfall if I didn't get them addressed. And she caught me cold, and it's okay, because a year later, I retired her best friend, and I winked at her. I winked at Brietta, the girl who got me, and she she retired as well afterwards, after she saw me just piece up her friend, because her her friend um, even fought Cynthia Cavella when when she was still an amateur. So it was kind of a wake-up call, like Mike said. You got to figure out, is this the way you want to go, or... Or are you just hanging it up right there? And I'm just like, fine, whatever. Because I even clamored for the rematch, and I kept getting turned down for it. You know, but everyone's talking. She's like, oh, well, because it went all over the internet. And it's just like, dude, I'm an Emmy fighter. It didn't go it was, all over the internet, by it the way. Did. It did. No, was, I yeah, didn't see it. I only saw it, it was on Access TV. I only saw it because no one watches that. No, I mean, some people watch it, but it's not as Inside big as Inside MMA with Bass Rutten, are you telling me they I, don't watch that? Not <laughs> as much as you think. I hate to, I hate to it say it. was all over. I hate to say it. Just for your own, like, it really, a lot of times, like, I do something, I'm like, fuck, everybody knows. But everybody doesn't know. I, I only knew because you posted it. You talked about it, then I went and looked for it. Then I yeah, couldn't even I find got it. Mad. I got mad, you know, because people were bringing it to my attention first that they found it. It wasn't even me saying anything afterwards because I was, I was kind of quiet because I was trying to figure out. Because I'm bouncing from Philadelphia to Las Vegas for fights at this point because there's no one in Philadelphia for me to fight. And the fact that I'm seeing this all over, I'm like, you got, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm an amateur fighter. All y'all shut up with your fat asses. <laughs> Probably down in the goddamn basement. Exactly. But, you know, I didn't know it at the time. I was just too heated. You know, I'm going through my own personal problems. You know, that fight happened and then just... What's the personal problems? Oh, just, you know, stuff with my family, stuff with, like, you know, relationships. And I'm just like, you know, I just... Ooh, boyfriend? Yeah, kind of at the time. I'm just like, nah. And this is why I haven't dated in such a hot minute, you know, and I'm happy for it. I'm happy being free to do what I want. No men in the life of Serena? Nah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nothing's changed since last year. Do guys have like autism fetishes? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't put it past people nowadays. I, 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 I could see that. I could see that happening. I, uh, people have such weird fetishes. Dude, I'm blind, I'm autistic, and I'm half Puerto Rican. I got hard to figure out if this is going to be consensual or not. But you're blind, you said? I mean, look at how thick my fucking glasses are. I'm doing the Roxy like I'm squinting and when I'm in the cage and people think I'm mean mugging the fuck out. It's like, no, I'm trying to see your ass. Shut up. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're hilarious. Yeah, like me and Roxy, like in the locker room, we'll switch glasses and see who notices first because we got the same prescription strength, basically. Oh, wow. So we walk out. We see who notices first. It takes people a while because we apparently we look so alike. Even when so Donald you fight at 35? Glasses. Yeah. Now, 
at 155 right now, PFL is doing a, a tournament next year for Kayla Harrison. Uh, I mean, she's in it, and the winner gets a million dollars. But there's no girls. They can't find any girls at 55. That's it. So you're thinking about maybe you? Can you if make I eat a that? whole bunch of horse meat, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, right? Kangaroo meat. Yeah. So, all right. Some, Saturday some night. Some Mexican cattle. <laughs> so Saturday night, John Jones versus Gustafson. I'm picking Jones. Pyle? I'm going to go with Gustafson. Yeah? Really? Why? Because I'm going against the grain. That's the I'm, gonna, I'm just going against the grain. There's too much pressure on Jones. None on... on uh, yeah. There's I, none. I mean, they moved the entire fucking show to L.A. for this guy. By the way, me and you were at the Nate Diaz-Connor fight. Both of them. Yeah, I, think, I was sitting right beside you. Yeah, with me, you, and Jay. And you Couldn't were so funny. Couldn't keep your hands funny. off of me. Dude, you were like playing the flute, the Irish flute. Like, that's not like a gay thing. He's actually playing it, like pretending you're... You were like skipping around, dancing. I remember Jay Haran looking at you at one point going, I can't believe you can fight. He goes, this fucking guy, I can't believe he can fight. <laughs> Whatever Kyle was having to drink, I want some. Uh, I think... Shit. No, that's just Pyle, period. Okay. I think Jay gets a little embarrassed with me sometimes. <laughs> oh, it's so I, oh, I can get him embarrassed pretty quick. It's so funny. Yo, P, sit down, P. Just sit down. What's up, people? Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. Okay? They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. Okay? They got no commission fees. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade. But Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. They don't keep all of your profits. The design is very easy to use, okay? And you learn by doing. Learn to invest as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks and track favorites companies with personalized news feeds, okay? Listen, they're giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at MMAroasted.RobinHood.com. That's MMAroasted.RobinHood.com. Once again, MMAroasted.RobinHood.com. Check them out right now. Listen, sexual performance issues, more common than you think. Over 25% of new ED cases are guys under the age of 40. And 40% of men by age 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. Even the world's greatest actor can't fake one. Why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing? Well, they can turn to medicine and science. I'm telling you people, okay? Get it together, all right? You don't want to struggle with that thing down there. It's not fun. No bueno. The solution, go to 4 It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men, all right? I'm telling you, you don't want to finally get that girl or guy back to your place. And then, ah, uh, it's insulting. They take it personal. Trust me, it's, it's never a fun thing, all right? And HIMSS connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat ED, all right? There's no waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visits, no lines. Save hours by going to 4 It is so easy. Being your best means performing your best. It's erectile without the dysfunction. It's hard made easy. Say hello to your little friend, all right? You could try Hims for a month today, but for just $5. We'll get you started for just 5 bucks while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to 4hims.com slash MMAROASTED. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash MMAROASTED. 4hims.com slash MMAROASTED. By the way, how's the acting lately? Yeah. Anything we can see you in? Or? No, nothing. Just doing um, kind of... Uh, Indie, nondescript type 
you can't talk about gigs. It. No, just the like zombies on shows and stuff like that. Oh, you doing like a lot, a lot of like uh, stunt work? Yeah. Nice. You like stunt work or or the uh, lines better? Well, it depends because sometimes you say, for instance, if you're doubling someone, on in some instances you will, if you're doubling the actor, sometimes if you're fighting one of the other actors and their faces to the camera and they're just using you from behind, when their faces. Uh, being shown their hero shot you give the lines too and you act it out too as it and you give your lines and you go through all the fight scene and you talk and you're talking so you're still performing right you're still performing you're staying sharp and you know is it less competitive as far as the stunts no the, what part what do you well, mean well i figured there's probably less guys that could do stunts that can go out for the role or something you know there's probably a less a less circle of people to choose from for like stunt work than there is for now there's a lot there there's well you know there is a select few that can and can't do it you know when you can't do it you're just not hired again by that person not right. like not in the industry itself you have to take time where if you're a poser and you can't do a fight scene or you can't hit a crash pad it'll you'll be weeded out really quick now being that you have like real experience our actors are always because i know actors and comedians are always like oh he's a fighter are they all like like super impressed by the fact that you had so many real fights yeah, they're, you're you're interesting as a person when you're a fighter, and 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 if anyone else knows about it, if you know, if you ain't wearing a UFC shirt or something, and you're not announcing it, and they 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 will, <laughs> yeah, they, you yeah. know, they'll inquire like, oh, you know, what the fuck do you do that for? Or that's cool, you know. Or it's people, a lot of like, what's up with Conor McGregor? A lot of those. Yeah, yeah. You just ask you. Yeah, just you know, and it and it's fine. You know what? And it's you know the world that I've been in for. Uh, as now. a comedian, I always have my cousin's a comedian. Oh, really? Do you Where know him? He gets up at the, the, the you know Harry's open mm -hmm. mic on Thursdays in Tacoma. I'm like, oh, I'm sure he's great. <laughs> uh, so, Cyborg Nunez. I'm gonna go with Nunez. No. Yes. Come on. Nunez has knocked out 45ers in the past. Who? I forget, but she's done. Well, she had knockout 90 uh, 45 pound dudes. That's, you know uh, what I'm Mike's saying? Gonna, yeah. uh, that's, uh, but yeah. you know what? As long as it doesn't go past the third round, because uh, Nunes puts 100% in every swing she does. That's why, like, as the rounds go on, she gets a little fatigued, and everybody can see that. If Sabor can drag this out to, like, maybe the if, fourth round. Uh, this girl never been hurt. Never lost a round. I don't think oh, she's even she been went, cut in a she fight. Got, yeah. She went the distance. Holly went the distance with Cyborg. Yeah. And Holly, it, you know, she's tall, but Holly has frame-wise footwork, though, than... Nunez. Point taken, but still. I Hold think on. So Nunez, Nunez did the did one thirty five. Now she went up to one forty five. Yeah. Yes, it's a champ. It's a it's the big money fight, the champion versus. So champion they're still fight. doing the girl fights then in UFC. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yes. So I mean, she's like, look, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I like Nunez. She's been to my show, but on the podcast, super cool. I like both. She's of not them. that I big bet. of a girl like, to like take on Cyborg. That Cyborg. dude is huge. She's, Cyborg she's, is actually. I mean, my she's height. huge. She's a little bit more muscular than me, but her a little bit. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, st I pictures this. How bad are your She's glasses? a little bit have, more muscular. How bad is your legs? Her Still legs are fucking. No, oh, her legs are fucking. Time for your glasses. No offense. But her her arms are a little bigger than mine. Like they're more what? muscular. Than your arms. Just a little. Well, right now, look. I'm well, right now, right, yeah. right now in the lighting, and yeah, you're right. Uh, like muscular arms. Yeah, I mean, look, and I haven't trained in months because this fucking surgery and this all dumb shit, but. 
I have a picture. I have pictures as proof. No, is it one of those pictures where you could like put your face up to no. one of those like things at the mall? Look, the as, cyborg look, app. As, yeah. auti- as autistic <laughs> as I am, not that technologically advanced. All right, uh, let's go. No, I, but, but I've, her, I've seen cyborg in a bikini. Yeah, and, and uh, she has no fat. Did you on see her nuts? None. She was, she was like, "You're gonna get, we're gonna get fucking flagged for this, bro." And then, oh, I'm on, sorry. Why are we gonna get flagged? I'm not gonna flag. Someone's gonna be like, my oh, "Okay, guys, that's a joke on me." Not, not, no, not, not me. I'm just saying for you. I don't want these fucking. I'm teasing. I've met uh, Cyborg because like about I jokes. had some shitty film. My film oh, you were in shitty. Fight Women or something. Fight right? Valley. Oh my god, that thing was horrible. The director was trash. The produ- the production manager was trash. Well, like, what was your character? Oh, I was getting beat up by Misha Tate in the beginning. I was like some sort of fighter. They rearranged the script like three fucking <laughs> times. I was supposed to have some part. Then I went to like almost no part. It's, it was like, called Fight scene. Valley. It's about all girl prison, it, right? Like an all girl like fight. Cl- it was just all girl fight club. Oh, cool. Cyborg was in it. And Holly Holm, yeah. Holly Holm. Oh, cool. Was it cool? It was trash. Just don't watch it. Don't support it. People are going to want to put you in their movies. They're not going to put you in if you say don't watch it. I mean, okay. Do you want me to be honest? No, I like this. This is great. I mean, I'm not going to lie to people about it. Is it funny? Like, is it like funny, like unintentionally it's so, funny? It's so bad it's funny, maybe, uh, you know? But oh. yeah, it's one of those. Is Misha still in town in Vegas? Well, she um, lives I'm in Thailand sure. now. No, yeah. she's going to Singapore because she's now the vice president of one championship. How is that even, like what? Well, look at all the fighters. Money probably. She's they probably invested like, or something, right? Pre- has you ever had any vice president? I don't know, but you know what? Get on them. They could do whatever. You ever had any vice out. presidents? No. Look, they have you ever one, had any two, experience? Three, four. How about now? You I got mean, you got this one. This is now? the same company sure. that handed out a fucking Lambo to sure, like, we got one. Uh, to funky Askren. Yeah, that's so, true. So I don't know yeah. what the fuck they're doing. All right. Good on them. Go so Michael Kies has taken on Carlos Condit. Has he been training with you guys? Yes. Kiesa? He came in and trained for a couple of days. He has not been training with us. Okay. Really? He How didn't did train you? here for a camp. That's bad, but oh well, I'm still going to try and put some. What's bad? Still what are you talking about? Not training. That's, no, he oh. he has been training, but oh, he oh, just oh, came oh, in oh. a week before okay. the fight How and he hang, hanging out, looking real sharp. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah, know, yeah, yeah you think he's going to He's going to give him run for the money. That's kinda for got, sure. Kind of lost the last fight. He got murked his last fight. Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I like Kiesa. That, I do too. I like both of them. Really. I'm rooting for him. That was weird, that Pettis fight. Yeah. He was doing good until he just got caught. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You're always doing good until you get caught, right? It's everybody. Right up to the point. I was doing great right up to the point I lost. <laughs> now, your fight against Roy McDonald, by the way, right? Mm. I've, ta- I've talked to people like Ellenberger and Woodley. They just say he's the most awkward guy. He's awkward. He's strong, too. But they say it's like he hit you hard. can't train for a guy. He's just so fucking bizarre. Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Your experience with him, too? I just remember I got caught with something from the ground. I'd have to look back at the fight to try to remember, but um, like from the ground. Yeah, I turned over. He tried to pass, so I I turned and I left a gap open, and he came up underneath my armpit. Oh my god! You know, while I was in the turtle position, the ref's position, and kind of stung me. And and yeah, then, yeah so he hit hard. He got a good, nice, clean one in there, real quick. Uh, Corey Anderson versus Alir Latifi. Uh, I don't have a much opinion on that. I don't watch them guys fight that much. Chad Mendez versus Alex Volkanovsky. Mendez, right Mendez. on. I didn't know Mendez was fighting. Good for him. Mendez. He isn't. He hasn't been. What Mendez, happened to him? Was he on a suspension or something? Yeah, he got caught with pop for something. Oh jeez. And uh, it was like something he said in his lotion or something. It was like something. Yeah, like in its Flintstone vitamins. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, he got popped something. But the guy he's fighting is good. The guy he fought, he's fighting beat Elkins, Darren Elkins. Okay, he, he Darren Elkins one, is tough to beat. And he he fucking 
wrecked Elkins. I no like shit. Elkins, but okay. Uh, Andre Arlovsky. Damage. Oh, I remember that last fight. Yeah, that was. He has damage written across yeah, yeah, yeah. his chest. It was the fight before. It's that a great last tattoo. Fight. Uh, so Andre Arlovsky, a great tattoo. Really? <laughs> <laughs> if you're wearing her glasses. Oh, like, yeah. Right. Come Jesus on. Christ. Andre Arlovsky versus Wal Harris. Sweet tat. Um, Harris. Yeah, I like Andre. Don't know. I love. I grew Who? up watching Andre him. Lasky, the oh. guy you were in the movie with. <laughs> oh damn, that guy. Uh, I hope he wins. Yeah, but Will Harris is like Will Harris. Walt Harris, huge black guy. Looks like he was never did leg day. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 So mean. <laughs> so great it. It's so accurate. I'm laughing because sure, it's yeah. fucking true. He would laugh. Uh, Megan Anderson versus Kat Zingano. Megan. Really? Yeah. Length. Keep her at a distance. That's all you got to do. Why is Stefan Struve not undefeated? Because he, he went against Mark fucking Hunt. You he, can hit that dude with a fucking sledgehammer, and the sledgehammer's going to break first. Hmm. Look at you. Damn. Uh, so, look, so you think Megan's going to win, but Megan got out-wrestled by Holly Holm. Kat Zagano's a college wrestler. I think a college All-American. Maybe if, she, if Holly can... Not Holly. If Kat, Kat can get in, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Who would you rather hook up with, by the way? Uh, Megan or Kat? I don't. I'm not quite sure what either one of them looks like. Six foot four, but like kind of hot, tattered. Well, done right there. That one. No, no, she's real pale, isn't she? Yeah, she's kind of pale. Yeah. Yeah. Is she English? Yeah. uh, Australian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. The cat's like a sexy mom, but like hot mom, but always in shape and like. No, that's okay. All right. Uh, Ryan Hall versus BJ Penn. Jeez, Why Penn. is this fight even fucking happening? Stop, Everyone Hall fought. You were there. That should have been on the Golden Boy MMA card. Jesus oh, he, Uriah, Uriah and Penn's no, no, fighting? No, Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall? Yeah, the, the jiu-jitsu who dude who always won that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, the footlock guy. Fucking, it looks like you're playing a video game and you're playing the, doing the same shitty move over and over again, but yeah. it somehow works. Yeah. Hyrukin, 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 got him. I'm happy, though, because I don't think he could hurt BJ Penn. Yeah, but let's look at BJ Penn's last stand-up fight. I'm going to guess that, that that's going to be a grappling match. But who wins a grappling match? Penn. Probably, Isn't yeah. Ryan Hall like a god in jiu-jitsu? I don't know. And I think, I think yeah, maybe, but in the jiu-jitsu world, maybe, maybe Penn is the universe, and he's <laughs> just god. <laughs> Have you ever grappled with Penn? Oh, yeah. I got the shit kicked out of me, but I got no doubt about it. Really, really good. What was that like? Well, I just said I got the shit kicked out of me. I know, but like, yeah, no, it was good. Very technical. Very technical. He gets 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 on your back quickly, and yeah, he's he's really good. Did you ever sub him? No, no, not even close. I not nothing that sticks out. No, you guys didn't start in positions. Well, we mostly was fight training. You know what I mean? So who was he fighting? He was fighting Rodrigo Gracie at the time. Wow, it was a long time ago. A long time ago, yeah. Uh, Uriah Hall is taking on Bevan Lewis. I don't know who Bevan Lewis is, but I hope Uriah Hall wins. Same. I like Uriah Hall. He's a nice Hall. dude. Yeah. Does he train with you guys? No, no. but I've, I've seen him before. He's really nice. He's very respectful. I'm going to go over to Uriah because I don't know the other guy. And Seer Batazara. I like Seer. He, um, he's a guy that like, he's I from, see his face. He's from uh, Afghanistan. His whole school got blown up. Jesus Christ. Like, he's just seen some shit. Hung out with him one night with me, him, and Mayhem. And he was, and Mayhem was telling him to calm down. That's how fucking crazy wow. this guy oh, wow. yeah, yeah, this dude. Um, he, and he's taking on Curtis Millinder. Millinder's no joke, though. Curtis, uh, uh, he's, be, he's won his last two fights against, against good guys. It should be a good fight. Hmm. Uh, I don't know who wins this fight. I don't know who wins this fight. And then Brian Kelleher is taking on Montel Jackson. Who? Brian Kelleher. He's the guy that... Um, 
uh, after he won his first like fight in the UFC, he's like, give me a fucking bonus. Like he's kind of went crazy. Uh-huh. But he beat a guy that he shouldn't have won. And then in Ryzen, in two days. Uh, wait. Really? I love Ryzen. Do you really? Yes. All right. What so do we got going on there? We got uh, Floyd Mayweather. Get out of here. Taking yeah. on Tenshin Nasukawa. Or Nasukawa. Uh, he's, but it's a boxing match. Oh. This guy's supposed to be awesome, but he's only 4-0. In MMA, I guess, but they're doing just boxing. Yeah, but a really good with boxing gloves on. I mean, with record? boxing gloves or with uh, with MMA gloves. The, the record of the other dude is in kickboxing and has been incredible. What is it? I think it's like over a hundred like wins or he's something. He's twenty one and zero or something. He's twenty one years old. How could he have that many wins? Well, look at look at Silvani too. That Muay Thai fighter in Thailand. She's got over three hundred fights. He's had some crazy shit. But I, she like fights every other fucking. I week. think Mayweather's gonna win this one though. We'll see. <laughs> I but I've, first it, I've heard so of this, three, dude. You yeah, see how much I'm in the loop, man. And then it was off, and then it was on again. Yeah, but uh, I'm really excited for the um, Gabby <laughs> Garcia versus Barb. New, I can't pronounce her last. Okay, name. we'll get to that one. Next is yeah. Darian Caldwell, who I love, who was a national champion. He beat Brett Metcalf, who was like the the, mm. the shit wrestling. wrestling. And then at the end of the fight, he lost to him. Got tech followed by him a couple weeks earlier. Beat him through a head and arm to open the wrestling match. Like, like, which is like something that I take my middle school kids don't do that. He did it in the <laughs> national finals against like a three-time champion. And then at the end of the match, he was up by like 10, started doing backflips. And then Metcalf just ran into him and threw him off the mat while hit midair. While uh, he was doing shit. flips? Yeah, yeah. Which was kind of a dick move, but Metcalf was a dick too. But Caldwell uh, was like 101 in like high school wrestling. He's, a, he's the champion of uh, Bellator at 135. Mm-hmm. And he wants to be 45. He's fighting Horiguchi. And rising, mm-hmm. doing some kind of cross thing. Horiguchi's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That should be a good one. Uh, and then, like you said, Gabby Garcia, who is Barbara Nempaquino? So she's a really good kickboxer, and she's knocked out a lot of big girls. And there's not even that much of a weight difference between Gabby Garcia and, and Barb this time. So I love Gabby. I met her. She's cool. She made me feel a little scared for my life yeah. when I was a security guard where she was when she came to this event I was working at. Um, but if we've all seen her striking. Needs a little work. Is she going to lose? What? Who? Um, Gabby's going to lose? If, if it stands up, yes. Wow. Because this girl, Barb has knocked out big-ass women. I'm just happy she's not fighting grandmothers again. Yeah, I think we're all grandmas? satisfied. This is, is going to be a, a good test for She for fought Gabby. someone's nanny. <laughs> Dude, my favorite ever was you were on the, the, the podcast. Number two, well, number one was when John Wood's wife was selling all his stuff on the thing. And like, you bought it. He got so angry about it. That was one of the funniest. Second one was you get friendship C- on CM Punk. You were so angry about CM Punk being signed. <laughs> you went on this like 25 minute rant, tirade. I'm sure. Oh, it was great. It was the best. All right. Darren Khrushchev is fighting Damian Brown. That should be a good fight. Damian fought good fighter. I like Khrushchev. He's a guy that's same. Like, Johnny Case is on the card. Uh, against Yasuka Yachi, Justin Scoggins, mm. your man, South Carolina guy, uh, against Yuki Matoya. I don't know who the fuck that is, but God bless you. Good Scoggins. Uh, <laughs> so that, and then in the PFL for a million dollars. Yeah, baby, let's go, uh, Vinny. R- Ray Cooper the third is taking on Magomed Magomed Karimov. Ray Cooper the third is knocking everyone out now. This guy from Hawaii. Yeah, I, this little five foot. Strength, man, I'm nothing. telling y'all. I think because Jake Shields beat up his dad in a fight, and then they fought. And uh, he just killed Shades Chills twice. I think that like, like, up, like his whole career got like. Also, it kind of shows you that if someone beat up your dad in a fight. Maybe <laughs> it's time to stop fighting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Felipe Linz versus Josh Huggy Bear Copeland. What, what 
kind of name is that? But Huggy Bear. Each of these guys Good getting a million dollars. Yeah, I'm not even fight. hating. I'm just like wondering what the fuck. A oh, little bit, Cuddly but... Bear. Cuddly Bear. Oh yeah, I was gonna say Huggy Bear's uh, uh, someone else. Vinny Magalish, who was on like a 12 <laughs> fight losing streak, mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden a million dollars, and now motivation, he's baby, killing everyone and two kids. That'll motivate you. Kicks, mm-hmm. like he's doing like flying scissors and uh, all kinds of shit. Flying kicks. scissors. I don't know what that is. Sounds like a lesbian move. But, it does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sean O'Connell, is, he's fighting. Sean O'Connell. <sighs> Connell's got good power in his hands. Uh, Vinny's got to take it to the ground. Absolutely. Yeah. Vinny will get her done. Yeah. Vinny will get, Vinny's going to win. I hope he wins. He could use that million dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah. I got to borrow it. <laughs> Kayla Harrison's on the card taking on Moriel Charnetsky. Uh, she's three and four. Harrison's two and oh. The only gold medalist from the US, man or woman. And she did it twice. Interesting. And hmm. she's got a crazy backstory where a horrible backstory, but she was molested by her judo coach. And now yeah. he's in jail. Uh, good, you should be good shot thing. as well. And, and she goes around giving seminars and teaching, talking about it to mm-hmm. schools. So this, this mm-hmm. is my kind of girl. That was that Olympic medalist, right? Yeah. Yeah, the blonde. Well, I have yep. now some more respect for this woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like her. And she's, yeah. and she's dating the guy from American Top Team uh, who goes by Rocco now. Uh, he's, he's a good Rocco's fighter. Rocco's Modern Life? What? No, Rocco. So. I forgot. <laughs> his Rocco. All right, and also Natan Schultz is fighting Rashid Magomedov. Here's where I like the PFL, right? Because these guys are fighting for a million dollars. And other organizations... Nathan, uh, they would not have Rashid Magomedov fighting for a million dollars unless he was like ca- got to Khabib status. These guys won the tournament, yeah. only getting a million dollars. They earned it yeah. fair and square. Exactly. Not who is marketable and who is like not. Twitter followers. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So lame. WWE you know how stuff. I get paid. You know how I get paid off of uh, the video game, the how? UFC game that I'm in, by how popular I am on the game or how much I'm being used. Really? The yeah. fuck? So you're not getting paid, huh? All right, so oh. everyone, so uh, I'm just fucking with you. Everyone, so <laughs> Actually, I'm not. If you heard that, go Jesus use Christ. Mike Pyle, everybody. Shoot, I'm now going on my, on my go game on to UFC, which one? UFC, I got you, Mike. Yeah, UFC, it's terrible cash. UFC 3? Yeah, well, I was in UFC 1. Okay, I'm UFC that old, one. so yeah, in UFC 1, UFC 2, one. 3, 4, now we're on 220, what now? That's when Pride Shockwave, the video I got you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had that game, and shit was awesome. That was he, amazing. He was an NHB 4. Um, <clears throat> I was an NHB fighter back in the day. So uh, That was my acronym then. So Lance, he was on the undercard of David vs. Goliath. That's <laughs> so Steven Seiler has taken on Lance Palmer. Come on, man, bring it. Uh, Lance Palmer, Steven Seiler. I would like to see Seiler, but Lance is... Tough to deal with. I know Siler personally. Well, not personally, but isn't Lance training with you guys? Or is he? Is he? No, no, he's, he's over at extreme. extreme. I guess so. Oh well. Why, now, now, can guys cross train extreme and, and syndicate? Are they allowed? No, I mean, I don't think. I don't think that's no. No gyms really do that too much. Maybe yeah. jujitsu gyms on open mats and stuff like that, but. But and, it needs uh, to yeah, be. I mean, it every needs, Saturday it needs we have to be like that. Anybody can come on in as long as they just signed a damn waiver. So I don't see why not. Right. Yeah. I think it's girls is easier though. For some reason, like it seems like there's less, uh, there's less I, girls. I'd want to disagree. Really, I, I, girls get territorial, as you know, oh. so it gets all weird. Got it. Who are your main training partners now? Um, Jojo Calderwood and Roxanne Modafferi, my, nice. my buddy. Now so. you were with Andrea Lee for a while, right? Um, only for three weeks. She had when I was still an amateur. She had me come out because she was going to fight Sarah D'Elio here in Vegas when Invicta came around, and Sarah D'Elio dropped from thirty-five to twenty-five. So the logical choice, like, let's get all the one thirty-fivers we can get our hands on. So after I'm done helping Misha get ready for Holly Holm, I'm going flying down to Shreveport, Louisiana, and staying with her and Andy Nguyen for like three weeks. And then I came out here. Her something. husband obviously beat the shit out of her. Is now like Not on the surprised. run. Did you knew you knew that was gonna happen? You had a feeling? 
I saw stuff that I wasn't quite sure if it was okay or not, but at that time, I mean, I'm a guest in someone's house. I'm way the far fuck away from home. I'm in this house. It's like you have to go down this long ass drive to get to anyways. So it's just like, I don't know what to do. I just kind of kept my head down. I kind of feel shitty for it. Keeping my head down, just kind of going with it. Cause there are instances I saw that kind of shook me and Andy kind of calmed me down a little bit, but you know, it was, I kind of saw this coming. It sucks, you know, cause my mom, um, she, you know, she went through, um, domestic abuse as well. And she pretty much ran away with me and that, and that's it. Um, when I was like four. So my heart goes out to Andrea and her little girl as well. So, cause I can kind of relate and I can see how, how uh, damaging this is. So, damn. All right. Well, Andrea's fighting Ashley Evan Smith. She'd be a good fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Ashley Evan Smith. She's a, she's a friend of mine. Andrea came to my show last week, mm-hmm. and they said don't make any domestic violence jokes, which I wouldn't have anyway. Yeah, I mean, not. I mean, I wouldn't have done anyway. It's, it's hard, especially now. Yeah, Before, right now. I could almost be like a joke I would have made was like, oh, like War Machine beat up his girlfriend. It was his first win in ten years, yeah. or something. Yeah. Where like yeah. you're making fun of him. And yeah, not, exactly. Not the victim, but even that. Is now getting lumped into no, you're making a domestic violence mm-hmm. joke, even which is also like such a shitty line because well, it's cold outside. I mean, if you look at like OJ Simpson, that yeah. like back when OJ when that happened, I mean, they had like the dancing Edos on the Tonight Show. There was like millions of OJ jokes, some of the yeah. funniest jokes ever. This guy killed two fucking people, yeah. including mm-hmm. his wife. Allegedly, yeah. imagine now that happened. Allegedly, you you make a joke about it and people would be like, you're making fun of somebody who got murdered. Yeah, it's like well, no, we should be smart enough to hyper- realize. Sensitive. Who I'm making fun of? Exactly, but too many people like ah, oh, too many people babies. are just getting too offended. And I get there are certain lines you don't dance across. But look, if I can laugh at autistic jokes, for example, if I can, if we can laugh at certain things and realize that we're not making fun of the act itself or making fun of the shitbag who committed said act. Of course. We can get along a One's little that, bit. And it's, honestly, it's never. If I made an autistic joke about you, I guarantee it. I'd fucking laugh. You'd laugh. But everybody on Twitter would be like, you're making fun of autistic jokes. Yeah, and I'd be And the, and the and autistic like, ones wouldn't, have, wouldn't have got it anyway. That happens all the time. That happens with, uh, what's his name? Nick Newell is like, the guy with one arm is like, make yeah. jokes about me, right? Yeah. So, like, fucking, <laughs> so Nick Newell, like, wants I to go with I think I even asked so, you The one arm band? The one arm band. Yeah. So Nick wants to go to Bellator. And I, and I wanted to be like, come on, Bellator, sign him. He'll give up a fucking, he'll give up his left arm for it or something. Like, yeah. But I knew people, like, that's fucked up. That's fucked Not the person sure. I'm making fun of. And you're yeah. like, fuck, man. Will you Stop exactly. trying to like save people who are not getting offended. I it's get like that everyone's offended on behalf of the person who's yeah. not offended. I get that there are people who want to be good people, but if they're if the person who you're making fun of is laughing, it's not. Out, the problem is it's not being a good person. You're actually this is why we can't actually good also anymore. like saying that you're not good enough to be made fun of. Exactly, and you're not strong enough to take the joke. Mm-hmm. So if anything, you're actually hurting you worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually it's it's the opposite of what you think you're doing. Exactly, uh, you're actually not including the person. You're not treating them as equals. I make you're, so you're, many autistic jokes. Basically, autistic everybody stop being a goddamn crybaby. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's unbelievable. Thank you, you already know that it really doesn't bother you, but you gotta have your voice heard for there some so stupid reason things. and nobody gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. You there know it's so a joke. Knock it off already. Signal over. This yeah. is not one of them. Now, there's a, there was a kid, though, by the way, on my wrestling team this year who was out of control, uh, super funny, but mm-hmm. was just a, like, you know, he was just, everything I said, he was just, I, he was just make a stupid wise-ass comment. To, I'd make the whole team do sprawls because of that. And finally, like, the team would... 
then his mom pulled him, but his mom said he was autistic. And I'm like, I don't think it's autism. I think it's just being a, 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 a jerk. Uh, do you find that sometimes people label someone autistic as a way to cop out? Escape their, their bad behavior? Yeah. I can see that, but I also see like a lot of autistic kids growing up, like they also can have a co-existing um, condition like ADHD or something else, a little, little that makes abnormal with them, which is, you know, which is fine and whatever, but... You don't just blame autism this, autism that. Look at me. I'm not an. I'm not too much of an asshole. You're not I an do, asshole at all. No, I can be, but if I'm an asshole, someone really fucking deserved it. But um, yeah, I'm pretty cool with everybody. I'm not acting like a dick or whatnot. I mean, just it's called parenting. Control your fucking kid. And I mean, I understand there's some sensory issues that might set them off, but that's your job as a parent to find them and get the help they need. Like my parents struggled for a long ass time with me trying to figure out what the fuck I need. I needed weed and CBD oil. I needed CBD oil so it wasn't foggy in my head all the time. Right. With, with, and not have the sensory issues with the light and noise. We didn't know that until I came out here in Vegas that CBD was all I needed. I didn't need all these anti-psychosis drugs growing up that made me have hives and shit. It was just... Well, you can ugh. get it at scmedicinals.com. Uh, they have great Yeah, CBD where could we get some of that you at? You can get it at scmedicinals.com. Use the code ROASTED. Great coconut oil, put in your coffee. Great olive oil. So, Mike, what do you got coming up? What could we uh, see you in? What could? What do you have? Uh, what, if I want to train with you, promote something. You you could come to uh, Syndicate uh, every day at four thirty and get in your gi and uh, learn to uh, defend yourself. Nice. With some Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And you and you're gonna be teaching. And I will be teaching. Wow, that's fucking awesome. It's All levels. Cl- it's a fun class. All levels. All right, that's great. And then, uh, Serena, what do you got coming up? So, um, I'm going to be out of commission till probably the spring, but after the spring, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to get ready, you know, find some fights. Hopefully, Invicta will sign me fucking finally. Um, or I'll just go back to Montana and beat up some more people, and then they'll think I'm, you know, they'll think I'm so, meth- my autism, so methodical, and that's why I win. The announcers were a trip. It was awesome. What happened? Uh, so I fought. My last fight was during Autism Awareness Month, which is April. So when I when I heard the the commentary like the day after, when they're like, "She's the first full blown autistic fighter," I'm like, "Full blown? I thought I was half blown autistic." Okay, we're going full blown now. And then midway during the fight, you know, because I'm really I'm picking this girl Kelly Clayton apart. I'm finding her patterns. Like I'm throwing the same thing over and over again because she's leaving it plain as day open for me to hit her. I'm like hitting her with like certain punches and kicks. And then she's like, she's very methodical acting. Maybe it's because of the autism. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. It's the autism that makes me methodical. It's not like I'm, I train at like one of the best gyms yeah, with like be the best coach or start winning fights. Yeah. Everybody yeah. get, you know, get, get all those vaccines and get some autism. <laughs> right. That's hilarious. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, listen, West next, uh, I'm here at the stratosphere the rest of the week till Sunday night. Uh, then I'm at the Long Beach Laugh Factory on Wednesday, January 2nd. I'm in uh, Harvey's Comedy Club in um, Oregon. That's on uh, January 24th to the 27th. And then I'm going to be in Calgary uh, at the Comedy Cave, February 21st to the 24th. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you, Mike Pyle. Thank you, Serena. Mm-hmm. this? De Jesus. Uh, uh, De Jesus. You'll get it. De Jesus. It's okay. De Jesus. White like people it. have a hard time with my last name. I understand. Yes. Are you, are you, are you fully Mexican? <laughs> no, I'm half Puerto Rican. Half. Oh, okay. That explains the, the anger. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so it's much. The autism. And uh, enjoy. Happy New Year. Take care. Traps on some traps. Traps on some traps. Traps on some traps. Don't some traps. Don't some traps.
Tuni sons to hook chum durpotlan. Tada stolt and durpotamoro. Tada. 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 T